Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 58 of the Lookout Podcast. Yeah. Of course, you know, I am Mills. I am here with the Platinum Chanel boy himself, Jeff. Yes, sir. Uh, and we are here, I mean, to continue the talk. First of all, shout out to everyone who listened to the last episode, which was our first dip in the My Hero season. Of yeah. Everything. Season two, rather, I guess. Um, so shout out to everyone for listening to that episode. We got a lot Absolutely. of good listens on that episode. Got a lot of good feedback on that episode. Um, and then pretty much, so what has happened is Jeff and I, we were like, okay, we're going to watch season two. We're going to wrap it up so we can kind of view it as a whole and then mm-hmm. separate it and view it as chunks. We we're proud of <laughs> season four. <by> now. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I, look, this is my thing. I've I, I, I've been texting Mills damn near every day where I'm at. Uh, for me, you know, Demon Slayer came out maybe, I think I told Mills I was going to get into My Hero like full throttle. Uh, and then Demon Slayer came out. And then I kind of mm-hmm. like, I, I jumped into Demon Slayer so fucking heavy. Uh, so now I am I am really locked in and I, I absolutely love this anime. So, and I owe it to you because without you, I wouldn't have really, I mean, I probably eventually would have got to it, but now I am, I'm all in. So yeah, I just got to season four last night. You know, initially in the beginning, I, fu- I thought I felt some resistance vibes to this anime. I was like, oh, he likes it. But like, eh, yeah, it doesn't seem like Well, now I'm sure it. you know now, though. Like, Yeah, because I like it. Yeah, um, you know I'm into it now. It was just like, yeah, we'll get through it. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Totally. Um, you just got to give me one, because once I, once I, you know, invest, it's over. Like, I just got to kind of invest in the characters and fall in love with the characters, so absolutely well listen we have a guest of course <laughs> yeah online. someone who on a weekly basis i will just run <laughs> ad on twitter uh, regarding i'll see him reacting to the new chapter of my hero uh-huh. i'll be reacting to a new chapter <laughs> of my hero um so i just felt like it was the right time to get this guy on the podcast first of all we've never had him before you've yeah. had him before yeah 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 he's been all over rspn um, but I've, I've, we've never had him before on this podcast, so we'd like to welcome Skip, Skip from BK. Um, welcome to the podcast, my friend. What's good, guys? Uh, I feel like I'm a, a cousin of, of like RNC because <laughs> I be slowly consuming all of the networks, you yeah, know, great man. shows. Shout out to everyone, shout out to every expanding team. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a surefire manga reader, that's what I do. I don't really watch animes all the time, and I can dive into that in a bit but yeah i love mangas because i can just read it during work and nobody can t- check me on shit yeah that's fire that's fire listen there's been plenty of times i've been reading i think probably the last one actually it might have been demon slayer which i was really catching up to that on the train and i mm. just remember just going into work and I'm like but i can't put it down because someone just died like i'm <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep going next chapter like, yeah how am i supposed to so i spent like i end up spending like the first 30 minutes of work actually trying to finish up and get to a point where i feel comfortable enough to stop before I can start again. But yeah, man, first of all, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, you know, we, we discuss a lot of things. What we like to do with our first time guests, the people we have on the show for the first time, is kind of talk about like what got you into anime or what got you into mangas or which got you into the cult. What are your earliest memories of things? Uh, I remember my first... My actual first manga, and I didn't remember it was my first manga until the movie came out recently. It was a battle, battle angel Alita, and <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Because that is literally mine. <laughs> Yo, like dead ass, like love Alita, love Alita. The thing is that, like, my uncle that married into the family, like, he was like the biggest. Like, he he every time you go to his house, he has all the video games. Loved Dragon Ball Z, loved all these mangas. So. I used to think that my first time reading a, uh, a manga was when I went to junior high school for Full Metal Alchemist. So if people right. know, I love Full Metal Alchemist. I tweeted okay. about it at the time. Okay. But I had to flash back to my memories. Like, yeah, why do I remember this movie? And it's like, yo, I'm, I, I read this when I was like probably like nine or ten or something. Yeah. But I, it was just so much because I, I sat there for like a whole the whole entire weekend. I probably only got up to eat and shower, and I went right back to his because he had the books. <laughs> yeah, so I'm reading yeah. it, like, yo, this, I love having female protagonists that are strong. That's why I think reading I that first really checked everything for me of, like, having that type of experience, you know? And I think that's what's amazing of, like, now I'm really into trying to read all types of makers, and I feel like that first experience was the most important thing for me. 
Oh, yeah. Man, that's awesome. First of all, the fact that Jeff talks about this all the time. <laughs> no, I love Alita. So I love Alita. Yeah, yeah. I have, I know, no, the, the Alita tat is coming. It's coming. It's on my list. Yeah, because it's one of my, it's one of my goats. It's one of like my personal goats because of just, you know, it's, it's one of my first. So, yeah, it's coming. It's going down now. I, I can't, I can't really go down that, that road for you because I feel like after that, Full Metal Alchemist really, I'm getting that, uh, I'm getting that flammable tattoo, but that's hard. I don't that's hard. But no, yeah, I just remember that she was bad and she killed people and she yeah, saved yeah. people. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, she's badass. She's badass. Oh my god. Well, all right. So of course, you know, we're getting into the season. And first of all, do you have any besides those two? Do you have any other favorite animes? I'm assuming the, the one I have a lot. So I'm just gonna be responsible and just keep it to like <laughs> top top ten because I can I can I feel wow. I feel like I've I've read at least fifty or sixty or probably more. Okay. I've read a lot. So things in my top. Um. And I'm, this is bold because we're talking about it. I'm definitely putting my hero in my top. I feel like when it's finished, it's going to be definitely my top five. So I'm putting that in my top ten. I have Naruto. I have One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist. I have Ice Shield Twenty One. I have Kuro No Basket. Uh, I'm missing something. The, that volleyball one. I can't. I never could say the name of it, but that is just like amazing. Yeah, I. I. There's just. It, that storyline is just so impeccable, man. Mills was talking about that. Wow. I think he's uh, he's in the middle of the I, anime right yeah, now. Yeah, I just started. Um, so I started season one probably like a month ago. Just finished it. Now I'm about to start season two. Is it really that good, son? I'm I we're in the the final arc, so there's like a time skip, and I'm not gonna tell you how far the time skip is, but it's okay. it's heartbreaking. Like I'm gonna be extremely sad when it sense. Like, uh, I hope it's G baby hardball type shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much kind of like that. Well, not someone dying, but like it's just <laughs> you're gonna understand the importance of the last match. And I think whenever okay. they put the stakes like that, it's like yo. Um, and it's rude of me that I just forgot about it. Uh, Attack yeah, on Titan happens. Attack on Titan. Uh, that's nine because I'm counting with my fingers right now like a child. Uh my tenth one, I would say, and I think a lot of people don't really know about this one because the anime didn't get to finish because the the manga was cut short. It was called Siren. So it's um, P-S-Y-R-E-N. And what I liked about it is I love mangas that teach you things. Like I just started reading Dr. Stone and that's not my topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Siren was just like about people having abilities, but how the brain works with those abilities. Like the main character has like this thing where it teaches people how we are able to have short-term memory of like seven items, right? Up to seven items. But there's a lot of things in our body that's going on autopilot. Like, you never have to think to breathe. You never have to mm -hmm. think to think, you know? You just naturally just think. Right. And certain abilities for what he had to do is he had to learn how to, like, make his power go into automatic in some aspects and, like, like purposeful, like, intentional in the others. And it was just, I really wish that they, that had, like, a complete storyline because I was like, yo, he, his power was, like, it had so many possibilities. And just going off of, like, a friend of mine who's a writer, I basically kind of, you know, since that story is dead, I'm just going to kind of take some of that power. And yeah, yeah, why not? So that's, that's, those are my 10. But if anybody wants to get like my full list of probably like 30, 40, I have so many recommendations for people from sports to action to many other things. That's I right. Like skip, skip needs to be on big eyes, bro. What are we doing? Listen, we <laughs> you might need to be there too. 100%. Listen, we're going to have to talk to you after this. Yeah, definitely. you might have to, but I have to catch up first. Cause you know, I got, I, I have my rule. I told you the binge rule. Oh, yeah, no, got to catch up. I respect it. No. Of course. Um, listen, this season of this, uh, we're talking about, uh, I don't even want to say season because we're, we're done with the season talk. Um, but we're doing My Hero Academia, of course. Just top person. All right. So let's say this. Who's your top person who is not Deku in My Hero Academia? I'm asking you, Skip. Um, okay. So if we're going at the current, the current stages you guys are in, in the anime, I would pick... Yeah surprisingly and especially when i watched this episode again i was like i totally forgot i mean i know how nice he is now in like the, the manga but it's like uh damn what's his name the dude with the shadows the Tokoyami. yeah him i think he's amazing because i was like yo this dude's mad clutch like even though he's a, a defensive type at certain times of the day but 
and the other time he's like super offensive and super scary. And mm-hmm. I was like, Kirk. I really enjoy his quirk and how he uses it. So he's up there. And then even though he's not on the best side of Dooku, uh, Deku right now, it's um, uh, Todoroki. And I just think that he reminds me of uh, this is their Piccolo. Like if we actually did like a whole analogy. <gasps> Of like what? Goku, Vegeta, wow. and Piccolo. Yeah, he's like their he's like right their now. Piccolo Gohan. And what I mean by that is he's he's gonna be stuck at third, like just because of how he uses his power. I think right now it shows him being stronger, but if you see it, like right now he's has a better capability than um Deku, but eventually Deku's gonna surpass him. And I'm just like, damn, there's gonna be a point that he's not in the big three conversation. I thought it was gonna be a big three, but it's really a big two and then this I see dude. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I I I get what you mean. Like he's gonna eventually just fall on that spot just because of the way the series runs. And it's unfortunate because he has so much potential. You know what's crazy is I thought that you know I thought when you talk about um what was the latest movie was the latest movie Two Heroes was it called the one yeah when they had when they went against a guy called Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do that. And I'm like, yo, what's he playing the third? So, like, he's not even within the main group, which bugged the hell out of me. Damn. Don't get me wrong. He completely washed one of the villains, but he's not like, <laughs> obviously, this is a movie about, like, Bakugo, and then it ends up culminating to Bakugo and Deku because right. they're like, oh, you know, favorites, obviously. Um, but, you know, they play him. He gets a lot of play in season two. I'll say that. I think season two, just based off of his storyline, he's got an immense amount of baggage, um, which is what we talked about last episode. He was like, yo, he's got so much baggage in terms of what happened. We didn't need to attach to from a personality standpoint. It's just easy to attach yeah. to. Because and one of the and just one of the things that this anime does so well is manage to capture actually like all these children, all their various problems, all the things that they're going through, whether it's back home, whether it's in the ring, everything they're thinking of, their development. Um, he gets he is, I think, beloved a lot in season two, but then he's kind of like, especially when you get into the later, later seasons, when he obviously, yeah, he, I mean, yeah. spoiler alert, he doesn't get his, you know, license. Right, so, right. So, uh, immediately at least. Um, so he's kind of have to play the background to a lot of, you know, interesting things that happens. Um, it felt like they kind of wanted to handicap him in a kind of a way, just because like, all right, we did a lot with him. What we're trying to do more so, they're trying to prioritize the fact that they're trying to tell the story between father and child as opposed to be like, okay, he's the third. He's one of the top guys. He's not, he feels like a hero who's not, whose purpose isn't fully to be a hero. Hero, yeah. They're just trying to tell an old number story with him. Yeah, they're just trying to tell another story. That's kind of what I get from Todoroki. But yeah, Yo, they I pulled mean, a Neji on him, bro. That's what they did. Yeah. They I have so many analogies, but they really pull pull a Neji. Like Neji should have been like in the top three conversation when it came to Naruto. And I'm so upset with how they use him in Rock Lee. And this is how I feel about what they're doing with Todoroki. And it's like I look at him and it's like this dude should be killing the hell out of like our, <laughs> our big two. They so he should cool, be. great power. He should yeah. be. Like, he has a fusion of two quirks, right? He literally has access to two quirks, and that can give him so many more possibilities. So in this, in these three episodes that we watch, it's, it's like, I can understand why people look at him as like, all right, he is the son of the number two hero, right? He's got his dad's and his mom's quirk. Mm-hmm. And this, it'll be talked about when we get to it. It's like, he's he technically handicapped himself. Like, the dude only used one half of it. Imagine when yeah. he eventually starts using both of them. Man, right. man has so much potential. Um... And with that said, I mean, we should just fully dive into yeah, let's get into it. Um, so the last time on this episode, we kind of capped off. I mean, in the last episode, they kind of touched on the calendar <clears throat> battle. We decided to cap it off right before then. Um, kind of like we'll we'll do this episode where we'll cap it off kind of before the first round actually begins. But with that said, I mean, Deku wins the first event of the sports festival, the obstacle race. He is now put in a major position, yeah. which is something that they're trying to recreate kind of what happens in hero society so in terms of the scoreboard for this entire show thus far i mean for this entire sports festival thus far the first 42 spots who managed to place it starts from the bottom you get five points you spot further you get 10 points another 15 points and when you're at the top you have an ungracious (laughs) 10 million points right right overkill for the sake of being overkill. Because, All eyes on you, though. All eyes on yeah. you. 
I mean, that's what it is. You experience it even when you see um, All Might and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's the number one hero. Everyone's coming after him to be the number one hero. Well, here's what we can sort of uh, say towards that. Some foreshadowing, huh? It's a little, you know, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, so we get into the cavalry battle event. It is a very... <laughs> the cavalry battle. I told you how I feel about this before we started. <laughs> It is nothing that I've it's a strange ever seen. Yeah, I've, it's nothing that I've ever seen. Nothing that I think could a- actually happen in real life, uh, because I don't think there's any way that you do an actual competition with four people, with three people carrying one person. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know how life is. Uh, I'm sure it happens somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean that. They're all barefoot. Nah, I feel like the, this is definitely a cartoon. <laughs> Somebody's um, doing this shit, man. Somebody's doing it. I mean, they do, but it, it, it doesn't look no. as cool. I'm going to be honest. No, no, it doesn't look as cool as this cartoon. No, no. I don't know. If Adam Silver's looking for a midseason tournament, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that he can uh, he can look into the sports festival and see, kind of get some ideas. Um, So the cavalry battle requires maximum four people to be on a team. Um, They must one must be a rider. One. I mean, at least one must be a horse and one must be a rider. Um, At least one for both. But you need one horse and pretty much one rider. Um, So for maximum four students um, to secure the most points. Now, the points are determined. We talked about that um, headbands. The goal of the game is to steal the most points in a lot of time. Now everyone's trying to draft teams and Deku is finding himself in a place where it's like, damn, 10 million points <laughs> and no one wants to team with me. First of all, you know why? of everybody. I mean, but, but, you know, I, he probably figured, well, at the end of the day, I got the most points. So they're going to come after me first. So nobody wants to be that, you know, they want to be that target, man. That's true. I mean, I felt bad because homeboy with the tail. <laughs> I know that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> and he was like, Ugh. <laughs> um, I need to talk for a second about what? something uh, bother you. Ida. Okay. Ida. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is real. Talking about Yamcha. <laughs> oh, this is your Yamcha? Right here, Come on, man. Oh, my God. You're a Yamcha. Come on, I would equate him. I would equate him to TN. I would give no, him a TN. I refuse to give that to him. Oh man, you said I am leaving it to Yamsha because I was like, bro, you run fast. That's all you do, and you haven't grown from that. You thought you were going to be a rival? You thought you were going to be in the big three? Oh man, <laughs> get out of here, boy. He's whack. <laughs> you killing this guy? I watched this episode and he was oh. whack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My man Deku walks up to Ida. He's like, Ida. Well, first of all, um, Uraka decides, like, hey, I want to be on your team because I admire you so much. And right. Just like, wow, really? I respect like, that. Thank you. <laughs> the buttons. Oh, my God. Um, But then he approaches Ida and he was like, Ida, I need you. I have this very thought out plan. And first of all, Deku explains the plan. So he goes in great detail about like how I would use you in this battle and how you would be much a benefit to us and A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then Ida, all after the fact, all after he's explained his entire plan, <laughs> just decides, nah, I'm not going to be on your team. I'm actually going to be on Todoroki's team. And I was like, you green motherfucker. It's kind of fucked like, up. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. To listen to the whole plan and, and, and to think, and like Skip said, to think like, listen, he's like, I need to be your rival. I can't be someone who depends on you all the time. Um, and I was like, bruh. In my mind, he, I he was going through something. He was going through something for sure. I don't know. Was he? He, he just seemed like it, it was, was too far bridges. He just seemed like he wanted to be within the conversation. However, you're Ida. Like, I get the young. First of all, Yamcha thing is cold. It is the coldest thing I've ever. It is. Yeah, I can keep going with analogies from other freaking big name animes, but like when someone acts, when someone acts bigger than they are, they lose respect to me. It's like, yo, bro, you were never. You guys don't even know what power is. You guys are talking all this shit, and then when you realize what it is, it's like, oh, this dude's nice. My bad. No, shut the fuck up. You're whack. Sorry for cursing, but he's garbage. Oh, you're fine. You're you're one hundred percent fine. Um. So anyway, uh, Todoroki's team ends up being. It's going to be Todoroki. It's going to be Ida. It's going to be Yayorozu. Um, yeah. someone who 
else is a, I guess, off the recommendation, just got a brain on her. And then Kaminari, who's just for defense, he's the electric type whose brain just keeps farting out every time he uses too much. That dude is amazing. I'll be forgetting how, how clutch he is. Sometimes he acts stupid with that little thumb yeah. dance thing I'm he a, does. I'm a fan, too. I'm a fan, too. But he's okay. amazing. Yeah, he is. Um, we have some other teams in here. Uh, let's see. Well, the second the second high scoring team ends up being the Class One B team, which was the Tetsu Tetsu team, who we don't see much of, um, but they are the second highest. They're at second place when this starts off. The third place team is the Bakugo team, which is Bakugo Kirishima. Love the friendship between Bakugo and Kirishima for yeah. whatever reason. Um, Ashido, uh, if you don't know her, it is a uh, it is a acid, acid, a pink acid girl. Yeah. And Cero tape. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, just tape. First what, of all, what, he has a great name. What, what's up with, why is his name, what's his last name? His last name is the same as his first Tetsu, name? Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, what, what, what happened? It, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain it. I think the author ran out of it. Look, he's like, look, guys, you're going to have like 50 to 100 characters. Not everyone's <laughs> character's name going to be cool. So right. just deal with yeah. it. I actually think it is. I mean, I actually don't mind it. It's just it, it's a lot of syllables. It's a Tetsu, 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 Tetsu uh, didn't go through this life to be uh, critiqued on his name. It's just, you know, it's just the name of birth. Is it two first names? Is it two last names? We don't know. Um Bakugo's theme is Bakugo's popular because of his undying will and spirit to actually just win this entire thing. Um, despite him not knowing any of his team names, uh, he calls Kirishima dumb hair. He calls <laughs> um, Ashido raccoon eyes. Mm, um, he calls Sero elbow guy. Bars. And obviously calls Todoroki the beloved name Icy Hot. Icy Hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we also get to see that no one wants to team up with Mineta because Mineta's a pervert. <laughs> Yo, it's always funny. He's like, y'all want to be on the team with the girls, bro. Stop being weird. If you want to be on the team with the girls, act like you don't want to be on the team with the girls, bro. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He can't help it. He can't help he can't it. There was, I, I mean, I felt like there was always that one kid in class uh, with a similar type of deal. It's like extra hey, pervy. Yeah, just a little too, like, relax. Come on. He was like, no, man, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, but anyway, he ends up on the team. I think it's the only three-person team. He ends up with Shoji, who is the arm, the guy yeah. who has multiple, I guess, limbs from his arms. It's like limbs, but ears, but eyes, but arms. wings. Yeah, because <laughs> like not really, sure. not really sure. And they're on the team with also Asui, um, Froppy, who honestly, I think so. I keep thinking they're going to do in this show if they end up doing a time skip or something along those lines towards the thing. Mm-hmm. I think Asui is definitely top ten hero in the future. Like like when yeah, like in general, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with just, you. She just seems she to be the most well-rounded. She gets yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, she just gets it. Guys, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's going to seem kind of messed up just because of the sheer amount of mangas that I read. I really don't remember people's names. I just know, like, is it the, the girl that does this? The girl that does this? All right, so you're you're correct. I think that girl is just so amazing with her skill set. And her and the one that makes wep- weapons, like, especially when you see watch the movies, like, the girl that makes weapons is just crazy. Like, and I think... Yaya Rosu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are the two women that I'm looking at. Like, yo, they're definitely, like, if we're just taking the guys out and just going, like, top five consideration when it comes to women of, like, class A, it's, like, definitely, like, they're going to be leading a lot of battles when they get older. 100%. Um... Once again, look at heroes been saving some someone's life in the background for somebody. <laughs> it would not be a podcast if I just it wouldn't be yeah. rolling behind me because that is Brooklyn. That is, I mean, you from? <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, listen, so Uraka wants to team up. They approach everybody. Um, the one who approaches their team itself is Mai Hatsume. Uh, my Hatsume is support um, from class, I think, 1C. She's a support girl. She's crazy and love, love her, though, super dude. Super assertive. I love, love my Hatsume. I, I love her. I think she's, I think she's awesome. She's hilarious, one. Um, and she, I, She's so straightforward. She's yeah, like, her, her, her gimmick is, names. is great. <laughs> I don't yeah. know your names, but you're the top hero, so you're going to get me a lot of exposure for the shit that I created. And I said, you know what? I bangs with that. Obviously. I respect the pink hair, man. The pink hair is hard. Um... 
My Hatsume is cool. And then, of course, who ends up filling out their team that they show all after the fact is Tokoyami with his Dark Shadow. Yeah. I love the scene. Um, obviously, I think it's Midoriya and Tokoyami heavy and like Uraraka and Hatsume as a support. But, you know, I mean, they managed to they managed to do some things. Um, uh, let's see. Is there any other notable teams? No. I mean, yeah, there's the... There's was a it, team who's being mind controlled. Are you talking about the dude that has the uh, mind control? Are you talking about that right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, let's talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I hate that dude with a passion. I mean, mind control. So here's the thing with him. They're playing him up real low-key thus far. Super low-key. Like, mm. he's... They haven't even explained what his power is as of yet. But he manages to get a team filled with 1A and 1B people. And we don't know how. We just don't know how he made it this far. But you know what? Sure. We're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out relatively soon. Maybe before the end of this episode. Who knows? Um, With that said, we've got a lot of teams thus far. Let's get to the cavalry battle itself. First of all, let's just talk about this cavalry battle as a whole, because I think what sells this battle thus far, an underrated aspect of this battle, is the music. (laughs) Music. Music and commentary. Yeah. The music pulls you in so crazy. Um with the especially when you reach that like last 60 seconds part where you get like you know it's real urgency they're moving a lot there's a lot of like it's the music is kind of what carries this cavalry yeah, battle for yeah me. it's it's crazy um how they managed to do this and kind of like one of the reasons why i really 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 love this show it's just because they do so many things right in my opinion um what is everyone's favorite moment of the cavalry battle let's start with that I think it was. I think for me, it was when. Uh, damn, because I, I don't want to feel biased for this guy, but I feel like. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. Damn, because I watched a lot of episodes. So I want to make sure. I think it was like the end when, because I didn't realize how much Deku cries. Because like where I am currently, I forgot. But his cries is not sadness. It is this dude was a loser his entire life, and him actually being around people he respects, it's crazy. And it's like yo, this. This dude has Naruto esque like last chance like revive type thing like yo bro really I mean okay I get you're the main character but really you got your ass saved like, again I feel like copacetic Chris on Twitter always reminds you that Deku is <laughs> a bitch I, mean, I, I don't need to deal with the slander but he, but the reason why he hates him is because okay this is a quick segue and we're gonna get back to it super quick segue because I don't want to rant no. about this no 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 I think I mean. Go ahead. I think the I think the the growth is there, but yes, in the beginning he is. Yeah, it's just like I hate because you can't compare him to you know like Ichigo from Bleach or like especially Yu Yu Hockey Show with like those main characters. And it's like first of all, especially with how long some of those series are and how many episodes, you can't expect it to be quick. Like at this point right now, the I think in the the anime in this episode, he's at five percent. In the future, he gets to forty five percent. Well, obviously, it's not a spoiler. He's gonna eventually get to hundred percent, but it takes time to get hundred percent. If he started off at hundred percent, he's kicking everyone's ass. We wouldn't have a story. So it's like yeah, you we have, have to, one punch man, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need two one punch men. So I'm just like I understand, and that's why when I was watching this to get prepared for this episode. It's like, yo, I really appreciate his growth because there was a time that he was garbage. Like, I was like, damn, I forgot how garbage he was. Like, he really had to rely on other people to win this. And I was like, but people forget how brilliant his mind is. Imagine putting a hyperfusion of Naruto and Shikamaru together. Like, Shikamaru was the smartest person in Naruto. Like, there's many times his plan works, but he's not the most capable because of his powers, but he's smart. Then Naruto has all the ability. You put those two together, that's a capable leader, like, number one hero in one person. So I just think that this was like a great refresher to be like, yo, I remember him having to use his mind more than his power. And then when his body started to catch up, it was just great to see. Cause now it's like, yo, and this is not the spoiler. Cause you know, his rival also gets smarter too. This is why the Goku Vegeta analogies in every manga and anime for no matter what is always key. The number one and number two person learn from each other to get better. And I think that's, what's important with that type of bond that they have. But yeah, I appreciate it. Real shonen shit, you know. But uh, for me, you know, Tokiyama deciding to keep, uh, tell nobody that he actually got 
the the bandana to keep them in was basically yeah that that was for me. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the crying thing, which prompts the crying which, thing. Which prompts the crying because he gets so emotional that like don't worry, I got it. Like yeah. that was that I was, got emotional too. I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't you could have told me maybe five minutes ago, but you know. Um, I love thus far. There is a character from Class One B. His name is Monoma. Um. <laughs> He is a jerk. He's a dickhead. Yeah. He is everything of the rather. Nobody he likes. Keeps, he keeps antagonizing Bakugo for whatever reason. Like everyone knows, Bakugo is the one person whose buttons you don't push, but he continues yeah. to push it. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> you thought Class One B was just a pushover? We've been silently following you guys for the entire time, and we picked this spot to break down to make sure to eliminate Class One A from this entire thing." So they're out here. They're um, collecting bands. They're like going over things. They grab, I think, both all of Bakugo's points. And Bakugo is just, and not only does he just grab Bakugo's points, he's like, oh, <laughs> I remember you. You're right. He doesn't say from the, the you know, yeah, he, he text. He says, he's like, oh, you're a celebrity. You were captured by the sludge villain. I remember <laughs> that. And Bakugo is just like, you mother. No. He's like, F Deku right now. We're going straight for that motherfucker. And change of plans. They, yeah, they. He went full MJ, bro. He went full last dance. Like, you thought you could guard me, boy? You thought you? You thought you were better than me? I'm going to smoke you. Um, we learned that Monomo's quirk is that he can copy other quirks, which is like interesting, but also not really. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but Bakugo goes in. He's straightforward. I mean, again, this is one of the moments where the music comes into play. Bakugo, and the, and they play up. It was like with both um, with both uh, All Might and um, Mr. Aizawa, uh, Eraserhead. They play up both. It was like what he didn't, you know, take into account was Bakugo's tenacity and unwilling <laughs> desire to lose. And right. Smashes through whatever quirk he does and grabs his headband back. And then he was like, you know what? Now we're going for Deku. Um, and then also, I think a lot of this cavalry battle is uh, Deku playing keep away and realizing that now he's a target and having to actually, for the first time, realize he, I mean, not for the first time, but essentially he realizes how much he actually has to depend on people in this instant. He can't just one, he can't just all for one people away. Like, it's just, it's not feasible. He's going to break all of his limbs. He needs to work with, you know, Uraraka. He, he has a really weird, like, confidence thing you know it's like he's he was giving a he was given a great gift um but he still has like strange trust issues you know like he's not very confident a lot until a little further along although you know the, the number one hero literally has all the confidence in you mm-hmm and I, I think like the progression of like just him being able to show I got to be able to trust teammates, which is also why, you know, I don't mind usually shit like this. It, I mean, this could easily be a five, six episode filler, you know, where they like drag it out and it's like shenanigans and whatever. But the, the character development, because, you know, they have so many different characters and a lot of different scenes back and forth, different. It's like they do a very good job still developing the main character while letting us know about what everybody else is going through, which is like why I've basically locked into this show so well. Mm, easily. Goddamn. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I, I really, like I admire the show because I, I'm, I'm able to keep up with it way more easier than I had I anticipated. You know, it's a lot of characters to keep up with. I think um, they fixed the God. issue that was with Naruto. There was a time in Naruto where that team, like all the teams, like of like the kids, mm-hmm. I don't want to say they were on equal footing, but you had like the standouts. You had Sasuke, you had Neji, you had Rock Lee, and then Naruto was in the back. This is similar to what they're doing now with My Hero Academia. The difference is you have to multiply how many kids they had in Naruto, probably like by three or four, right? So you have way more characters. So now there's way more variety and way more star players, right? Deku has to earn his spot as a star player. Like people are seeing this, he's basically a bench person getting a lot of attention. The number one person, All Might, he's he's basically like you know he gave him the power, but he's not a great teacher. He's just a great cheerleader, and it's just like he's Deku's by himself. And I think that's where the insecurity happens. Yeah, very supportive, just not. Yeah, yeah. he's not a great teacher. So I think that insecurity is like, man, I have this ability. Everyone doesn't know I have this ability because I have to manifest it differently. 
So it's like a lot of him being on his toes a lot because he's trying to figure out his way of being a hero. So I think that's what's fascinating about what happens in this episode where, you know, he's very smart. Like I told you said before, he's very intelligent. But I think what scares him is he can't mess up in how he uses the power because then people are going to ask questions. Why do you have the same power as All Might? There's only supposed to be one person that has it. Yeah. Um, so one of the points where he really does get scared is when pretty much Team Todoroki who gets him cornered. I mean, Todoroki just ices everyone. I mean, the the OPness of his quirk and he's only using half of it is just crazy. He does rely on it too much, which they do say. You know, I, I think Eraserhead says it. You know, like one of his weaknesses is he just relies on it like all the time. Right. And and it's not really a switch up from anything that he actually does. That too, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but with that said, uh, Ida, the traitor, the Yamcha, <laughs> as some would say, God, um, uses his Recipro, uh blast to kind of like really scoop in and grab that ten million dollar thing. A ten million dollar, ten million. Point. Oh, he went in fast um, and furious, freaking yeah. using nitrous or whatever. Trash. Yeah, fist, Trash. Right? You know, it's just <laughs> Trash. <laughs> the unfortunate Trash. thing is that it's like, yo, I stalled out. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> You're the horse. <laughs> you can't stall out. Yeah. You send you to the glue factory, my guy. Um but he stalls out and it's a mad dash. They're only seconds. I mean, at this point, they they do the thing where there's only seconds left. Um, which is a standard anime trope of 10 seconds left. We're going to go like half the episode with it. 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's dashing. Everyone's like, no, I'm going to use this opportunity. And we see for a moment, it's one-on-one. It's Todoroki. Deku manages to close it on Todoroki. And Todoroki, without, I think, just by sheer instinct, by sheer defense, actually uses his fire side. And when he realizes it, he's shocked. And Deku's using um, one for, and you finally, get, I mean, someone finally, Deku's also shocked because this is the first time he's using it on a human being, like yeah. up close and personal, like might murk the guy. Um, and then the battle ends. It's a, it's a real build. And then everyone falls on their face. He, he manages to grab a headband. It's only, he thinks he grabs a 10 million points one because it's on top. Little did he know, the team is full of geniuses. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They you think they would, I'm about to say, like, come on now, like it's the it's the biggest it's the biggest bandana, man. Why would they why would they put it there? Uh so he manages to grab uh, the seventy point one. And you know, like we talked about, they thought they were out until they realized that Tokoyami with Dark Shadow managed to grab another one from um, so Totoroki's cool, head. And they're back in the battle. It's crazy. Uh, I hate that he has human hands, human arms though. It always throws me off. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's a he's a he's a I raven, like, but with like human arms. Well, you know, later on they, you know, he has like that that cloak where he's like he's it's like a full cloak. You can't see his arms or legs, and then he just has mm-hmm. his head. I I love that style. It looks so fire. But like when it's just him, <laughs> like in his school uniform and his human arms are out, and then the bird head. I'm like, God damn, that's so weird. That's so fucking funny. Anyway, cavalry battle is over. Um. 10 million points goes to Team Todoroki or the first place. And then I think who ends up, how do they end up placing? Um, it's it um, is... Todoroki supposed to be one. Uh, Byakugo's team supposed to be two. I just know that uh, Deku's team supposed to be like fourth. Like they barely yeah, make it. fourth. They All barely, right. barely, barely make it. Um but you know all the all the players that you'd expect make it to this uh make it to this tournament where it's Todoroki, it's Bakugo, it's Deku, and it's a Class One B uh assorted team. Or no, it's Shinso's team actually. Shinso's team makes it, but however, you know, all after the fact, they were like, "No, the shit was weird. Like I didn't even realize what I was doing." And you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um. Let's talk about uh Todoroki's. I call this segment Todoroki's song. <laughs> why I thought it was super dramatic. Um, yes, because yes. this point is just super dramatic, and we're introduced to Todoroki's father, the number two hero, Endeavor. Endeavor. Um, first of all, thoughts on Endeavor. Early thoughts on Endeavor. Well, watching this for the first time, what do you think? Of yeah, Endeavor? I'm about to say we get I, into all after. Yeah, I can't. The, my first time seeing him, I, I obviously I think the design is is great. 
Um, he seems extremely aggressive. He's not like your average, like, I'm a hero. Look at me. You know, like he's very, very different from All Might. It doesn't seem as lovable, but he looks cool. I mean, he seems like the, oh, that's fucking neat. You know, you're very cool. Very dope. Um, yeah. And then down the line, you know, my opinion changes a little bit, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I feel like when I look at um, Endeavor, it's interesting because if it was like, if Endeavor had a kid that didn't have exactly the same powers and but the same personality, it would be uh, Bakugo. Like, because they're very hot headed. They crave the number one spot. Their entire purpose is for everyone to look at them because they want to be acknowledged as the guy, but they're just assholes. So it's hard to be the guy. <laughs> All Might is just like, you know, the lovable. Goku type figure and it's always interesting like if you do those parallels between teachers and all that other stuff it's like it's easy to hate him in the beginning because he's just a piece of trash like even when we see more into uh, Todoroki's origin story which is brought up it's like oh oh you're trash bro like, yeah, you care yeah. that much yeah. for that number one spot yeah, did you do this changes. yeah everything changes in my opinion on him after that um so of course uh, once again all my bumps and endeavor is like yo long time no see and then endeavor is like asshole like <laughs> it's it's very it plays off pretty much the same kind of story over number one number two in a lot of animes and i think the thing is that number one we love because of their character and they manage to just level up so kind of like effortlessly or through mm-hmm. like actual you know trial and things like that whereas number two the only thing that has got them the number two and it's like is their hunger to be number one and i think it's a you see that throughout the you know pretty much from this level in ua and then you see it on the big stage in terms of all might and endeavor um at the same time we see both of them Todoroki corners deku and ask him about his relationship with All Might. Ask him, are you All Might's secret child? Um, meanwhile, Bakugo's listening secretly. It was like, is he? Damn, is he? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think that question itself is interesting, mainly because, and I think a lot of people play it off as kind of like a joke part, but I think it's really serious because this is kind of all that Todoroki kind of knows. He would. He feels less of like a actual person and his actual story, and feels more that he was meant to be manufactured. He was not an actual kid who was just like brought up. It was like, oh, you want to be a happy kid? He was made with a purpose, and that purpose was to defeat All Might. So he has no emotional ties to his father, who has become just a a cold being to his mother. And they go yeah. through all the history of um. Why he won't use his left side, which is his fire side, is because he rejects his, you know, he rejects his father's power. Um, you know, his story is just, it's a, it's a real dark one, especially for this point in anime, because we we haven't really seen anything to that level yet. Everything has kind of been like the surface level heroes, villains. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't gotten dark too, too much. Yeah, and, and even to the point where you see the League of Villains, like even there at this point, their uh aspirations aren't really that dark yeah <laughs> it's yeah, kind of like to kill all might which is like okay i guess villains yeah, yeah it's fine as long as you're not trying to destroy the world or take it over whatever <laughs> right but the fact you have this dichotomy of a hero but him going through this like very despicable levels um emotionally abusing his wife mm-hmm. using his wife yeah. buying her buying um Find her family so he could get her so he could get her a quirk so he could, they could make Todoroki. It's crazy, man. Oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, um, it, it makes you think what else he could have did behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying, that they don't tell us about. That's the type of shit I'm thinking. I'm like, this nigga's nasty. Right. It, it kind of um, it kind of makes more sense when it comes to, um, because remember, and it's, I don't want to say it because, actually, I'll say it in a, the most not spoiler way possible you can people I don't mean, know here's the thing here's the thing where where, where are you going to spoil is it in the manga because no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to say that Todoroki is the second experiment child oh yeah yeah I mean you can say it because I think that because we yeah yeah it adds context to whatever you're saying it's pretty much it is that's cool so I just want to make sure I said it in that way so people are going to be like oh but he, this is the second time this is the, the it was like the first one and I got it right it was like the second one because the more we kind of like learn about Endeavor's story the more is like you know his redemption story for the people that watch and get to that point it's very touching because you go from absolutely hating someone to be like 
I can now root for you, but it took a long time to get there. But I just think with this point of us being introduced to him, it's like, I utterly hate this guy. I really feel for Todoroki. I understand why he wants to be the number one hero, even though his his killers, he like Kevin Durant. You got all the all the game in the world, but sometimes you be on your burner account just letting your feelings go. Like, I need you to say with your whole chest, boy. Say with your whole chest. That's what I need from him. And um, that's it's kind of like interesting that he you said love child for All Might when people think that Deku's someone else's love child, but that's a future, 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 future like theory right there. Oh, okay. Listen, we might have to talk about it at the end. Um, but yes, I mean they talk about the whole past of like, have you ever heard of quirk marriages? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we getting deep. Um, he's like, quirk marriages are when two people with strong quirks, you know, get together. And I don't know if he's about to explain the birds and the bees. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but he's like, they get together to make a strong quirk. And, you know, it's this whole story. Todoroki says, I'm going to show my old man I reject his power. Deku is terrified at the end, despite him, you know, because here's the thing. It's a it's terrified by Deku because he's lived this like I guess would say he's a heartbroken life because he didn't have a quirk, but he's now realizing all of his aspirations with a quirk. But now he's kind of looking at Todoroki, who's had one of these strongest and had, you know, the number two hero as his as his father and all these other things that he may have wanted when he was a you know, was he was a kid and he's seen kind of the dark path that it's led to. You know. It's still kind of crazy, but at the end of the day, Deku's going to Deku. And he's like, but you know what? <laughs> I'm still going to win this tournament. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh, um, Deku's going to Deku. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to preview. Let's preview the finals a little bit because they do mention the finals. And then we can maybe, maybe we can sidetrack about it. Some other types of anime and get your thoughts, skip on a couple of other different things. Um, so finals, uh, we get to this point. It's a single 16-person elimination tournament. Fair. Are you are you guys typically fans of tournament arcs? I, I'm, I don't shit on tournament arcs as much as social media does. Um, I, I just think that sometimes they can get drawn out and people don't understand filler, especially if they're not super familiar with anime because it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I'm not. I'm not against them. It just it has to be done uh, in a, in a clean standpoint to where we're not like a tournaments are in general in real life. Tournaments are naturally long, so uh, when you tell a story about it from an animated standpoint, you know you you got to get it right because people can lose interest. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I feel like when it comes to tournaments, for most of the tournaments, I mean, there's the tournaments like you know, there's they're the best examples to put against each other. There was a Cell Games with uh, Dragon Ball Z where Cell is like the most OG the gangster person possible. I'm going to stand in one spot for two, three weeks waiting yeah. for y'all to get <laughs> these hands. I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. I'm going to stay right here. And, you know, the tournament was basically one-on-one. Whoever can beat Cell wins. And, of course, everyone gets washed except, you know, Goku. And Goku's like hands off like, hey, I don't need to do it. I'm going to pass it up to Gohan. And, of course, the writers wanted to build up Gohan to be, like, a replacement for Goku, and everyone hated it. I will never forget Dragon Ball Z for that. Uh, <laughs> and we go to Yu Yu Hakusho, where that tournament has weight to it because they're literally playing for the, for the like, the hell, like, the re- hell realm. So it's like people are getting power-ups. People are learning things. People are getting smart. So certain tournaments will be like, all right, cool. You guys are automatically going to lose. It's a waste of time. The main character. And there's going to be other people who's like, oh, this person learned this or this person does this. And it's like, all right, you get to, you get to learn more about characters, kind of like reason for wanting to be a hero or reason for being in that tournament. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I'm actually going to start watching more of this anime because, like, trust me, I don't really watch anime, but for the right reasons, I'll, I'll watch it. So I'm, I'm pretty interested for this tournament. I think My Hero Academia, I mean, the anime is so fulfilling. I mean, don't get me wrong. The manga itself, I sat there and I read the manga and I just jaw drop uh, every week, legitimately every week, and including this Sunday, which is going to be another one of them. Um, but 
I think this anime is just done so well and they incorporate a lot. Of, it's just the story is really good. And then the anime is like really good, too, in terms of the animation, in terms of music, in terms of everything, the production style, everything. So it, it's just done very, very well. I can't even be mad at it. Um, uh, we get some hijinks. Mineta secretly gets the girls to dress up like cheerleaders. Oh, that was hilarious. Such a perfect <laughs> he's like really guys like if you don't want to believe me um you know <laughs> you can just ask uh i love the american cheerleaders with the big noses i thought that was fucking a nice little jab um he's like no we brought in cheerleaders from america and they're ugly and have big noses and all this other shit um we see that Deku versus Shinso is the first battle of the tournament. I don't want to get into it too much because I feel like I'm just going to just going to do the full tournament on the next episode. But um, you get tipped off of Shinso's quirk and. You know, it's in mind control. It's a bit. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's but it's it's not as I don't know. It's not as OP as you may <laughs> as you may think, though. I mean, it's not OP, but it's still OP. Like, I feel yeah, like, okay. it, like in the later parts, when we do, like, the time skip, which they do, like, I feel like his character is going to be extremely important for one particular villain because it's going to be needed. Like, that power is, if done correctly, can turn the tide of a fight in a matter of seconds. Right. No, you're right. You're completely right. Um, well, you know what? We're going to end off here in terms of the... My Hero Academia story. Um, and with that said, you know what? I kind of still want to ask Skip a couple of questions about various other animes. Because I just feel like now that I know you're a complete encyclopedia <laughs> full <laughs> of knowledge. Um, I want to ask you about random things. First of all, Demon Slayer. We finished that first season a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago. The manga is now finished. What were your thoughts on Demon Slayer just entirely? So... I'm trying to make sure that I say it in a way because I'm, I'm very responsible. I hate people that spoil, so I love people getting that that nuance. So I, I sound like an old soul when it comes to well, in my day when I first read this, I wanted to, <laughs> but um, I enjoyed Demon Slayer up until a particular arc, and what I liked about it, it was very refreshing. It is amazing, and the, everything has stakes. The main character has one job. I need to save my sister. My family was killed and he's going through these, this, this very painful training montage, pretty much the entire show. Like when this show was finished, that dude was training the entire time. Like there was no time he wasn't training. If he was training, his body was battered. So I do think that the way that the manga ended makes me want to rewatch it. Like I'll watch it and reread it just because of that ending, the way that it closes the loop. It's worth it. I was, if people follow me on Instagram and like Twitter, well, actually Instagram, I just try to look cute for the girls, but for Twitter, uh, <laughs> for Twitter, people, people will know that I was extremely furious. Like we're in May. I was so mad from like March to like April. And I, again, I'm speaking as vaguely as possible because it was like, don't tell me y'all going to do it like this. And I was like, all right, cool. Cause there was a way that they were doing it. And I was like, Endings matter to me. And I'll say for any anime, any manga, if you have a shitty ending, I will, like, Soul Eater, trash. Air Gear, trash. Certain endings are so bad, you can't convince me otherwise. endings are hard, though. Endings are incredibly hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, endings are hard to be able to kind of tell it in your way. And I'm not, you know, I'm not caving for them because it's just, at the end of the day, I think if you manage to do 95% of this, great. I think, you know what? I think at the end of the day, you should maybe have you should have the ending kind of built into the beginning. Um, but I think endings are hard. I can't remember too many. What, what would you say is a good anime ending? Like one that was actually fulfilled because I feel like some have like great final episodes um, or great final chapters. But in terms of like a final ending, usually people like skip bump and fuck it up all the way i think probably the most fulfilling ending i've seen to an anime that they've kind of done was the full metal alchemist brotherhood one. <laughs> well um, thank you for uh, setting me up for that one just because godly tomato uh because it's the second rendition of the full metal alchemist series the first one the anime like the first season i was like oh my god it, it and, okay, because I feel like in the beginning, I didn't say why I hate anime. So for the people that listen, I'm going to tell you why I hate anime. 
I do not hate the visual <laughs> aspect of anime. I hate the sure. concept of fillers. I started off by watching like Naruto. And there was a point in Naruto before Naruto goes to Naruto Shippuden. I was watching pretty like 50 or 60 episodes of filler. And when someone told me I didn't have to watch this, and that's when I was reading the manga, I was like, I am never, ever going to watch an anime unless I know for certain it is more story and probably a little bit of filler. Because to be honest, yeah, you learn a little bit things about a filler. But if you read the manga, it's like, this doesn't happen. So when people tell me, it's like, that doesn't matter at all to the storyline. And when I'm like acting like the encyclopedia, I've read more mangas than I've watched animes. Cause in the same amount of time you finish one anime, I've probably watched like read three mangas. So that was always my rule. But Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is just magnificent. Like I know it's only 68 episodes is a perfect amount yeah, to right. like watch. No filler the, really. <laughs> yeah, no filler. Yeah, and the yeah. storyline, how it comes to a circle is like, I always love things that leave me a message. Like, and for people that haven't watched it, I was talking a very vague way. I know it's old, like at least eight years old. But the whole point is it's connected to the gateway of truth and how people connect to what their purpose is and how they use it to get to the correct answer in their life's purpose. So Ed and his brother Alphonse had to go through something where they went through so many places in the world, so many things. And the way that ending is like, it's beautiful. I don't need any more. And to me, a great ending is once I get to the ending, I shouldn't feel like I need to have any more. You should answer all of the questions that I have. So I'll say what I deem like a bad ending is Bleach. Bleach left a lot of things unanswered. And if, there's, if you don't close the loop on so many things, yeah, they have a lot of characters, a lot of backstory, but you should have it so complete, so nice and tight that I shouldn't be, when someone asks me like, Yo, what happened to this? I can't explain it. Because if I can't explain it, that means you've left a lot of un, you know, unended arcs, unended storylines. So I know people love Bleach and I give it a lot of flat, but... There's a, there's aspects of like like what you know Mills said is like you should have the beginning and the end done like even though one piece is the most annoying piece of shit the writer said I know how it ends we're just gonna take 20 30 40 years to get there but we're gonna get there <laughs> and I at times I really don't know if it's worth it because I've been reading this since I was like 19 and bro I'm gonna be 30 in like a month I don't know if I can stick this out but that's how hey. I, I feel about endings you know what I'm saying. First of all, congrats on turning 30 soon. You just turned 30. What a yeah. year to turn 30. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so congrats on that. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, is, I think it's still very hard to do an ending and not even just an anime, just in just any storytelling that you're doing, especially if you're con- you're building. It's a lot easier to tell the things on the way and make up the stories you want to do. That's why I think so many animes just end up going straight off course. Like the the, the worst thing that could have happened to Demon Slayer was near the end where Homeboy turns into a demon, and then now yeah. you kind of restart the entire series from the girl's perspective. Um, that would have been interesting, though. I'm going to be honest. That would have been interesting. I wouldn't have been upset if they continued it. And for those people that I'm sorry, oops, woo. But uh, it doesn't happen, so we don't spoil it that bad. But, I mean, if you're going to do something, go all the way, you know? I, and I felt like when they did that, it's like, if you had went all the way, I was like, all right, cool, I'm upset. But I'm still engaged because, like, all right, cool. You made up for the fact that this little Michael Jackson wannabe-looking motherfucker was <laughs> supposed to be looking like he's the baddest motherfucker alive, and the person before him was way more gangster. Like, that's, that's that was an issue of mine. So, so. I'm not to a point of like, I'm not like to how you guys are in, you know, RNC where you guys review so much content, like, you know, with wrestling and, you know, manga, anime, music, technology, the whole team does a great job. And I try not to be a dick when it comes to endings. But if we watch a movie and that you sit in that fucking movie theater for two hours and you come away with that's how we ended it, I swear to God, you're never going to want to go to that director again. Like, imagine Endgame ending so horribly like bro i don't ever want to see another marvel movie like the ending matters as much as the intro and if your ending is bad and we spent all our years in our time trying to watch it or read it you motherfucker i will never read another shit from you again like that's how fairy tale got me i love ray master and fairy tales trash i hate it hate it hmm interesting um let's see what else can i ask you oh okay all right one more thing maybe maybe two more maybe one more i got time Um, all right so boom they got, they really, they just announced, and I know you don't watch anime, but they just announced the final season of um, Attack on Titan. I've never seen Attack on Titan. Sell me on this if it's actually good. Is it good? <laughs> All right. Is it not? All right. So remember when I, when I accidentally said like Attack on Titan as nine? 
Attack on Titan should be in everyone's top five. Like, if you consume that entire series, it's, to me, the better version of Game of Thrones. The way that they're going, Game of Thrones shit the bed with that last season, okay? That season's <laughs> trash. I will never watch Game of Thrones again. I really wish it never started it, because <laughs> if I had known that it was going to end like that, I would have never done it. Now, if I want to sell you on Attack on, on, on Titans, all right, cool, ooh, you have these big giants that eat people. Okay, already that's the fear factor. You're also thinking about humanity. You're thinking about, okay, what happens when these things get free from this particular place? I'm always, I want to talk in a way that I don't ruin the story for people. I feel like that type of tension, because now that we're adults, you can't have this kitty, oh my God, everyone stays alive type of story, because then there's no tension. You need to have tension to make you be like, now everyone that's still alive, there's more weight to them being alive. Because when people die along the journey, it's like, oh shit. This is real. Like, this is not no Dragon Ball Z. I can wish everyone back, you know? And there's yeah. times where you need people to die. Because in real life, we've lost a lot of friends. We've lost a lot of families. And because of that, like family members, we take our dreams so much more seriously because, yo, I lost a cousin that died at this age. I lost a friend that died at this age. I lost this person that died from cancer. Our dreams are going to have more weight on it because we have to carry it, not for just ourselves, for the people that are no longer there. So when I used to, when I started reading Attack on Titan, it's a little, it's a little gory. If you ever like read or watched Gantz, it's that level of like, oh, these people die, die, but it's worth it. Like there's so much psychological things, so much like very strategic and how people plan attacks and how they try to do covert, you know, espionage missions. I really feel like it's something that you can invest in when you get a great return on it. And I haven't read it in a while because I like to give it some time so I can, because those, those chapters are lengthy, so I don't really need to rush through it. Yo, I just really feel like once it ends and you don't have to worry about, you know, if there's more episodes coming, it's going to be such a great experience because you will anything that tests your morality, tests your ethics, like something like a Death Note or any of those other more mature kind of like content. It'll make you go like, damn, am I a good person or a bad person? Like, am I a hero or <laughs> anti-hero or a villain? And those are the type of shows that I like because then it questions me and then it makes me have to work on certain character flows that I have. So if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what to sell you, but it really is one of the most memorable like animes. Also, for people that don't know, Webtoons exists. So get God of High School and Tower of God. Those are amazing content, and they're starting to get their own animes. I read it, and I'm like hundreds of chapters in advance. Those are amazing products. You should watch that, too, when, they, when those come out. Boom. Listen, enough said. I think you said that all very, very yeah, well. Skip, real quick, before we, before we get out, because I was talking to Mark earlier. I do want to say, like, just coming from me and and Mark as well, like, you support the fuck out of us, like, every chance that you get. So we really, really, like, we really appreciate it, dude. Like, jokes aside, like, everything aside, you know, I was literally texting Mark today about you, man. You you always show love, always supporting the product, man. And, you know, that I, I don't forget shit like that. So I, I'm really I'm really grateful that you came on this show to, to drop this knowledge off for us, man. And uh, I, we, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. I like the. I appreciate the fact that uh, Mills tapped me on the shoulder because I know I had other RSC products to catch up on. But to be honest, it's not like I shout out everyone. I shout out you guys because I see how you guys move. Uh, Mark used to write for my website that I brought back, so yeah. he he was writing kind of like what he does now for I Am Not a Genius. Guys, make sure you check out the uh, April or May episodes. We're Absolutely. getting ready for Apple in June with the big announcements. And I'm always amazed by people doing great things. And I feel like if I can give you any input to help you get to another level. I see myself like a Kakashi minus the pervy nature. Like I like to help people learn something or it's like, yo, how about this? How about this? Because you guys are already doing great things. If I can give you one like more edge so you can get that extra five points to get that game winner, I'm going to do it. And I think that's what makes me so proud of seeing how I spent the RNC family with the graphics, with how you guys roll out. And it's just so much content, so much camaraderie. I just love how people show off their specialties. Like this People are seeing black guys love wrestling. Like, you know, it's amazing, you know? And I think that's what's so crucial to why you guys are important, while I make time to shout you guys out, because you guys are needed for the culture. While people like me, yeah, shout people out, it's all great. It's not easy, but I need people like you guys, so it makes my referrals worth it. So when people go like, yo, Skip, these guys are great. I mean, I duh, I know it. You think when it, like, shout them out because I know them? Because they're great. And both you guys and all of the products here are great. So I just want to keep seeing you guys win. Thank you, bro. Boom. Thank you, my guy. Um, of course, Skip from BK, where can they follow you? Do you have anything to promote? Is there anything uh, to get across? Yes, sir. Thank you. So 
I'm Skip from BK on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Carrier Pigeon, Space Astronaut Suit. Um, <laughs> I do have a website. It's called Covalpa. That's where I write articles for uh, TV shows, movies, all types of apps. I have like an app in a month that came out recently, whenever this launches. And I have a podcast called Dreams Money Can Buy, where I interview so many different people across the country just to like keep people inspired. So um, hopefully I'm engaging. So you people like my uh, content on all things, but I just want to inspire people because everyone inspires me. I just want to keep that good energy flowing. So mic drop, third time we said it this episode, but mic drop. <laughs> yeah, dig. Boom. Boom. That is it. Thank you, Skiff, for coming through once again. You can listen to, I mean, every week, The Lookout. We're back. We're back every yes, week. This is, you can listen to this. We got another big episode coming up with the tournament arc coming by. We're continuing to do season two of My Hero Academia. Of course, you could, if you're listening to this, that means on Monday, you must have also listened to Mount Silver, which we are at the eighth gym. So make sure we at the eighth gym of Canada. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. Um, and then, of course, on Thursday, you can turn into our weekly manga podcast with LJ. And I think maybe AD is. <laughs> do we even have a conversation? It's like it's locked in, man. We, we've been having conversations. It might be a full time thing. So it might be a little banter back and forth. So you won't have to hear LJ completely talk alone, even though he does a great job at telling yes. us about the this weekend manga. Um, so make sure you just follow the lookout RNC on Twitter make sure you follow RNC radio live. Once again, I mean, I don't think I had to say, enough. I think uh, skip sold it enough with all the content that we do. So make sure you follow RNC radio live on Twitter and just thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll see you guys then. Take care. <laughs>